0: The way that God moved me to write this study, it's because when I read scripture, I see these women, I see women in scripture who have these sexual wounds, whether it was something that they did or something that was done to them. And I read their stories and those stories resonate with me. And I see God saying, do you see this one? I choose her for my family. I choose this one to build my kingdom through Welcome to the
1: Intertwined Life Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's Word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this because He's got you. Guys, I've got a great episode here for you. I've been excited to release this one. This is an interview with my real-life friend, Teresa Whiting. She has just launched her first book into the world. It is called Graced, How God Redeems and Restores the Broken. It is so incredible. And even if sexual brokenness is not part of your story, or if that feels triggering to you, I challenge you, hold on don't turn away don't rush over to another show sit with this for a minute you will not find a more gentle restoring voice than that of teresa she is so kind and so compassionate and you are going to fall in love with her and regardless of your past and your story when you listen to what she shares and especially if you get the book which i really encourage you to do as you learn more and more about god's character how he shows up and restores the broken It is going to fan the flames of your faith. So hang on, friend. This is a great one. All right. My real friend, Teresa Whiting, welcome to the Intertwined Life podcast. I'm glad you're here.
0: Thanks, Jenny. I'm so glad I'm here too.
1: Yay. So Teresa is one of the real life friends. We don't get to do that very often where we connect and we actually know each other, but we actually got to go spend a weekend together not too long ago and talk and cry and <laughs> all It this was stuff. amazing. It, it was, was so good. It was so good. So I'm really excited just to have Teresa on here in general, just because she's awesome, but also because you have a book baby coming out and a message. And I'm really excited to hear about all of that too. So we're going to get into all the goods, but before we do, why don't you just share a little bit about who you are, your, your life, your family, your hobbies, so they can know you a little bit.
0: Sure. Um, my name is Teresa Whiting. As Jenny said, um, I am a mom of five kids, two grandkids. Um, I'm married to my husband, Greg. We've been married almost 29 years. He's a pastor. So we have been in ministry um, in multiple states, I'm a podcaster, mm-hmm. and I I kind of think of myself a little bit as a creative entrepreneur. I used to yeah. flip furniture, you know, painting and selling, and I know, Jenny, you did some of that too, right?
1: So the more <laughs> we get to know each other, the more we're like, oh my gosh, we are alike. We are a yes. lot alike. <laughs> yes.
0: So um, I think my my heart is just, though, for women. I absolutely love teaching God's word, studying it, and sharing it with women.
1: Yeah. And you've got such a great way about you. It's so beautiful. So um, tell us about this book. Tell us, obviously, the name of the book and all the good stuff, but the story behind it. What brought you to writing this book? And what is your message here?
0: Okay. It's kind of a long story. You want the long or the short? I want
1: it all. (laughs) I want it all.
0: All right. So the book is titled, Graced, How God Redeems and Restores the Broken. And it's actually the title, if you could see it, it's disgraced with the disc crossed out because I really, that came to me one day where like another word for shame is disgrace. Yeah. It means not grace, but we who are in Christ, that dis is crossed out. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're not people who don't receive grace. We are people who have received grace. Yeah. Um, so it's called graced and it's a study of six women in scripture. And it's Tamar, Rahab, Bathsheba, the woman at the well, the woman caught in adultery, and the sinful woman who anointed Jesus at Simon's house. And it, the way this actual study came about is kind of, um, it was a roundabout way. I didn't want to write this study. I actually didn't write this study. I wrote a study on the five women in the line of Jesus. So it was a pretty generic study in the sense of like, it's for anybody. It's mm-hmm. it's about anybody. It's about the common challenges women face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so as I was um, preparing that study, I had to do something called comps where you kind of compare your book title or your content of your book to other books that are out on the market. And I started to realize like, oh, wow, there are so many books out there on these five women in particular, these women in the line of Jesus. Yeah. And as I was preparing that and kind of making that realization god there's a phrase that god has repeated to me over and over throughout the past like 4 years and or maybe 6 years anyway the phrase is no one else can tell your story mm-hmm. and i have resisted god i have argued with god you know god my story is messy it's complicated i don't really want to tell my story and yet over and over, as I started speaking at women's events, I really felt like God was telling me, "Like, tell your story." And mine, mine is a story of sexual brokenness and shame. Um, I was abused as a child for seven years, and it was just the way that God um, moved me to write this study. It's because when I read scripture, I see these women, I see women in scripture who have these sexual wounds, whether it was something that they did or something that was done to them. And I read their stories and those stories resonate with me. And I see God saying, do you see this one? I choose her for my family. I choose this one to build my kingdom through. And, and so I also looked around, and I thought there's not a lot of studies out there on these women. I, d- I don't know any, I mean, there might be people who write books, but I hadn't seen a Bible study specifically on these women.
1: For that purpose, right? Right. Like the connecting thread being their sexual brokenness, as opposed to whatever else, you know, it would be like that is,
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I chose six because I didn't want to have a super long study, but I could have chosen a lot more and yeah. <laughs> there's probably at least. 12 or 15 or more. If we looked really carefully, you can find so many women in scripture. And so that's kind of how the study came about was I kind of made a pivot. I had written this generic study and then I pivoted. No, I really think I want to pull out this theme of women who have experienced sexual brokenness. And part of the reason I did that is because statistically one in three women have experienced that uh, and probably more. I mean, that's just, women who have are talking about it
1: exactly and who have even identified it right Mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure there are people like you said because it's whether it was something done to them or something they made some wrong decisions sexual brokenness comes in a lot of packages and there are probably women listening right now who've never put i hate to say put the label but never really looked at it through that lens Mm -hmm. and said that is what it is like there's probably a pain point in the heart of many women's lives that they cannot put their finger on until you say those words, sexual brokenness. And it's like, Oh, like, I think that's going to hit a chord with so many people. Mm.
0: Yeah, it really is. And it's so amazing to me how God he pinpoints those women and he doesn't like hide their stories. He's yes. not like, oh, let's just put this story in the background. He's like, hey, spotlight, let's talk about these women. Let's bring them into mm-hmm. my family. Let's mm-hmm. let's tell the world that I'm still using women like this, that I'm still redeeming and restoring and, and building my kingdom in and through women Cheers, like them. this. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing to me.
1: Mm, that's so good. I think you made a really good point that I should have mentioned. It's not just a sit down, read book. It's actually a Bible study.
0: Right, okay. right. And and one of the reasons I did that is because I have, I really am passionate about women getting into God's word. And I know you are too. Mm-hmm. I know you are passionate about women connecting God's word with their everyday lives. Mm-hmm. And the reason I wrote a study and not a book is because I really want women to have those aha moments for themselves. I want them to read the story and see themselves in it. I want them to read the story and see, oh, God is doing this for me. Like he wrote this for me. Mm -hmm. And and then as they work their way through the study, it's it's set up to be five days. So day one is kind of a creative retelling of their story in the first person. Day Two nice. and three are like kind of digging into their themes and like what what's bringing what's coming out in this story, whether that be shame or forgiveness or um, i'm I'm blanking <laughs> You no, can okay. edit some things
1: actually, i want to I wanted to ask you about that. well, keep keep going. and then i I want to ask you about the different types of sexual brokenness we're finding in these women because they are all unique. So that's kind of where you were going with that.
0: Yes. Yes. So, all right. So day, days two and three are, you know, bringing themes out of her story days. Day four is a Psalm. And I I suck a Psalm in every lesson because I find the Psalms to be so comforting and so beautiful. And then day five is really more of a deep dive into the heart of God. Like what is God's heart toward this woman and towards you? So that's kind of how it's set up. And the whole thing is I want women to make those connections for themselves, not just read about it, not just read my commentary or read my ideas, but let them get in God's word and he'll speak to them even different things than he tells me or tells Absolutely. you.
1: Absolutely. Oh, that's so good, Teresa. That's so good. It's just like, it does. I don't know why. <laughs> maybe I'm just, maybe it's just time in my cycle right now, but I've been here since we turned on the Zoom. I don't, I just feel so. And I, I personally, um, don't see myself in the category of sexual brokenness, Mm -hmm. but I see the need. I see how many women can receive so much healing through this and just redemption of their story and, and the heart of God that he didn't just, I mean, he didn't have to put people, these people in the Bible. He didn't have to choose these people if he wanted them hidden he could have easily left them out of the story yeah he brought them into the light and in a time when just choosing women in general was not popular he's Mm -hmm. like oh i'm gonna go a step further i'm gonna show you you know how much love and compassion i have and that i see and choose intentionally what the world thinks is disgraced
0: right Mm -hmm. oh
1: gosh it's so beautiful teresa
0: Well, I, why, while you're saying that, Jenny, um, you mentioned that, you know, sexual brokenness is not your story. And, and I think that there's a lot of women that that's not their story, but one of the things I want to, I want to mention, because you might be thinking like, well, that's not really a study for me, but I want to point out that all of us, like every person that's listening every person on this earth is walking a broken road. There is something in your life that has wounded you or hurt you. And if it hasn't yet, it's, I hate to say this, but it's going to happen because we live after the fall Mm -hmm. and we live in a sin cursed earth. And one day God is going to redeem and restore and set all things right and wipe every tear away. But in the meanwhile, like we're walking this road. And so if your story is infertility or loss, or betrayal, or financial hardship, like whatever it is, God's word is going to apply to you. And I think one of the verses that was an inspiration to me with the studies, Romans 15, four, and it says, for whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Mm. And, I think that the stories of these women provide hope for you, no matter whether or not sexual brokenness is part of your past. Yeah, Brokenness in general is. And so when we study things like um, <clears throat> labels and what it means to be a woman and grace and worship, like those are all themes that come out in the study. And I had several beta readers who, who said to me like, that's not my story, but I, I got so much from it. Um, so I just want to encourage people if you're like, well, that's not my story. And Mm -hmm. then the other thing I want to say is if it's not you, it's somebody, you know, like it's somebody in your family or your friend group or in your church and, and probably lots of somebody's. And so it might even give you more of a heart of compassion and, and see them in a different light than maybe you do now.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think you're, spot on spot on because all of us regardless of what area of life it has been have been in some way attacked by the enemy to be told that we can't be used you know that we are disqualified that we're disgraced that we're unworthy because he wants to bring us down in those ways and some people it's through sexual brokenness some people it's through many other paths, mm-hmm. but we all, I think, can see part of ourself and the the lie of the enemy in us reflected in those women in scripture. But mm-hmm. also the more we dig into scripture, the more we learn the character of our God. And so then when those lies come up against us, we can recount those stories of those women be like, you know, no, 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 no. That's not who God is. Yes. You know, and, and stand on his truth. So I totally agree. I think that I'm excited to do the study because the more we dig, the more we understand, the more we get a picture of who God is and the stronger we can stand on his word and who he is, no matter what life brings at us. Mm-hmm. Right. So you are yeah. so spot on with that.
0: Ooh, and I there there that. are a lot of studies out there on men in scripture and they're good. I mean, you can learn a lot from those people, but I think there is something about studying women. You know, there's just more of a connection. There's more of us being able to identify with their stories and God teaching us to to just go so much deeper into who he is when we're studying women. Absolutely. I just that's just me. I I'm yeah. I'm partial to studying women.
1: <laughs> but we also have because we think you know men and women don't think the same. Right. <laughs> we just don't, <laughs> you know. So when we read these women what we can empathize and how we can think of what they were thinking and what they were feeling, we can relate so much more, you know, with that. And it's oh, it is, it is absolutely beautiful. Hey friend, do not wait to get your hands on Teresa's book. It's called Graced, How God Redeems and Restores the Broken. Regardless of your story and your past and your journey, you will find some powerful truths here as you learn more about these six women, walk the road they walked and see how they encounter the Lord in their everyday lives. I promise the more we know about the character of our God, the stronger our faith. This book will challenge you and this book will comfort you and it will show you how God uses and redeems the broken parts of our stories. Okay, let's get back to the show. So there's two things. I would love if you're willing and want to, to have you share a little bit more of your personal testimony. Mm-hmm. And then also I want to bring in where part of the theme verse that inspired this study was one of my favorite verses Psalm 34 5 those who look to him mm. are radiant I love that scripture I feel like if there was ever a scripture that is like women this one's for you because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> who doesn't want to be radiant right <laughs> um so take those two ideas and go wherever you want to go with that
0: well I will I'll start with my story um so I come from a pretty big, Italian family. I always say like, if you've seen my big fat Greek wedding, you've seen my family, except we were Italian, not Greek. It. Um, I'm the youngest of six kids. My parents had five kids in six years. Wow. And then I was born seven years later. Oh my And goodness. so um, my family was, was Catholic and we were very religious. We went to a Latin speaking mass, wow. even though nobody in my house speaks or understands Latin. We, mm-hmm. you know, they, we, it was like, this is the, <laughs> this is the true church and this is where we're going. And, um, I was watching my siblings. They were all teenagers when I was a kid and they were experimenting with drugs and sex and alcohol. And I was watching and I was like, they are having so much fun. I cannot wait till it's my turn. Mm. I am good. But I knew, I knew as a good Catholic, like they were going to spend a long time in purgatory. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, I am going to sin as much as possible when I'm young. And then when I get old, I'm going to become a nun so I can make up for all my sins (laughs)
1: You had a story. I had had plans figured out. (laughs)
0: Yes. And, um, and I, you know, I would say I had a relatively happy Mm -hmm. typical childhood, but then when I was in second grade, I, um, had my innocence taken from me by a male teenage relative and I was terrified and didn't know what to do. And I, I thought, well, I know I'll go tell my neighbor because she's a big fifth grader and -hmm. she'll know what to do. Well, Mm -hmm. she didn't, Know what to do, obviously. But um, the next week, when I got on the school bus, all the kids were laughing and pointing oh, because she had told them my secret. And I remember specifically walking to the back of that bus and just promising myself, I will never tell anyone again. Mm. And so I didn't, I kept that a secret. And then it, that perpetuated a cycle. I said seven years. It was six years. It was from second grade till just before eighth grade um, of of abuse, fear, secrecy, shame, and then anger. I just became so angry. Sure. And I didn't, I I at first I was a little bit of a bully and you know, kind of bullying classmates. And then I really turned that anger in on myself, you know, and just all the voices that you hear. You're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, all you know, for years and years. And I still fight those those voices, those lies. But when I was in eighth grade, going into eighth grade, my parents sent me to a Christian camp. And mm. I had never even seen a Bible. I had never opened a Bible. Mm. And honestly, the whole week while I was at camp, I didn't pay attention to all the Bible stuff. Like yeah. I was just there for the boys, basically. <laughs> I was there to meet the boys. Mm-hmm. And- I had a great time. And the very last night we were staying in these teepees. We were in this little section of the camp called teepee town. (laughs) And the last night our counselor handed out these slips of paper and she said, have you ever asked Jesus to be your savior? Mm. Just write yes or no on the paper. So I wrote no and I handed it in. And I leaned over to my friend and I was like, what did you write? And she said, yes. And Literally in that moment, I started paying attention. I hadn't paid attention all week, Hmm. but my counselor was explaining the gospel. She was telling us that we were all sinners. Well, I was in my sin as much as possible Face Like I knew I was a sinner. Mm -hmm. And she was explaining that Jesus had died on the cross for our sins and being Catholic, like we had crucifixes in every room. I knew Jesus died on the cross, but that was the first time I actually made that connection, that he died for me. Me, mm-hmm. I was this wounded, hurting, kind of bratty, foul-mouthed teenager, and he wanted a relationship with me. And mm-hmm. that night, I remember I was in my little sleeping bag, and I could see out the top of the hole of the teepee, mm-hmm. and I could see the stars, and I just prayed this silent prayer that that was something like, God, I'm I'm messing up my life. I want you to take over. And I just want to give my life to you. And that moment, my life changed. I mean, that's my defining moment is when Jesus rescued me. I always say he rescued me on so many levels. I mean, he just picked me up out of this mire and and set my feet on a new path. I all of a sudden just started making different decisions. I didn't even know why, Jenny, I just, I'd be with my friends and I'd be like, I don't really do that anymore. And they'd say, why not? And I was like, I don't know. I I just don't. And I was able to tell my abuser like no more, like never, you don't, don't ever touch me again. And God just gave me courage. And, and really, I just feel like he rescued me on so many levels and that to me is my story. And that's, that's what God did for me. And then how that ties in with the verse. And I actually have never really tied my story to that verse, but the verse was the impetus for the study because it says those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered in shame. And I spent so many years with my face covered in shame, just feeling this secret of like, nobody can know. And if only they knew, you know, I, I'm not one of them. And when I started to share my story and even more so when I realized that God was sharing all these stories of women who potentially could be covered in shame and he wasn't ashamed and he wasn't afraid. And he was talking about it openly. I'm like, wait, wait, we don't have to hide. We don't have to hide our stories. We don't have to be ashamed we don't have to say oh i'm i'm not good enough god says no i'm i'm still choosing you and so that to me that d- difference between hiding your face we go from shame to shining because that word radiant literally means to sparkle like a bubbling brook like we live right by a lake and most days, if I'm driving into my neighborhood, I I can see the lake. And it's yeah. like all these little diamonds shining off the lake. And that's the word. That's the word that God says, when you turn your face towards me, that's what happens to it. It becomes radiant. It's not even about you or what happened to you or what you did. It's yes. about me. You're, I'm yes. reflecting on your face. And that's <clears> throat> where throat> the shining is.
1: Oh, that's so good. And I love that because that is that's it. We, we don't have to turn ourselves radiant. You know, we don't have mm-hmm. to make ourselves better. We don't have to clean ourselves up. We just turn to him. He does yeah. all that work. And that is, I think the burden that so many carry and will carry for so long until they realize that they don't have to fix it. They just have mm-hmm. to let it go and and just turn to him, just turn to him. And he causes the joy. He causes the peace. He causes the confidence. He causes the, you know, the healing and the restoration and the redeeming of our story and, and all those things. Mm. Yeah. Gosh, it's so good.
0: He does. He does it. And mm. I want to also point out, it's, it's not a quick thing that happens yes. Yes. and it's not easy. And it's not a look at me. Now I have <clears throat> a bow wrapped up around my head. Cause I'm all put together. Like, no, no, mm-hmm. it's a process till we get to heaven and it's still, Hurts and there's still things to work through, and there's trauma that gets stored in your body. I mean, it's not like, but, but I don't live in shame anymore. And that's the thing is that I think God set me free from that. And I, and I just want other women to be free from that to know that they do not have to live in shame.
1: Mm, So good. So good. Because you're absolutely right. It, you know, and that is something that's something we have to always remember is sometimes people want to or they get the impression that we're like oh turn to jesus and all your problems are gone Mm -hmm. you know and that's not what we're saying it's not that your problems are gone but it's that they look different and you can walk through them differently because you have a, a different source of your strength and it's and you are those things sticking with us and to us and being a part of our story is what keeps us relatable Mm-hmm. And lets us be able to share his light and his love in dark places that we would have no business being had we not experienced those places, right? Yeah. Like we couldn't speak into a place we can try <laughs> to speak mm-hmm. into a place we've never been before, but it's not going to hold a lot of weight, you know, and, right. and that's, that's how nothing's ever wasted. Because if we do have whatever we have as part of our story, that is dark and is painful and. And all that causes the shame and all of that, that same thing can be inverted, you know, turned on its head, turned mm-hmm. over to him. And you, he can use all those broken pieces to build this masterpiece mm-hmm. and this story and this ability of way of using us that could not exist in the absence of those problems and those pains. And it's just, it's yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, think about the people that we go to when we're hurting, when we, when we experience something the first person we turn to is somebody we know. Oh, they've been there. They've walked that broken road before me. That's the person I want to talk to. I don't want to talk to somebody who has no idea mm-hmm. what I'm going through. I want to go to the person who has lived through it, or or maybe they're still living through it, and they can just hold my hand and say, "It's all right. I know. Like you're going to be okay someday. You're we're going to get through this." That's, I think, that's so the way God uses us to that verse in um second Corinthians, first Corinthians about he comforts us so that we can comfort others. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. That's so good. If there's anybody listening right now that sexual brokenness or, in, or just any of this shame and this guilt that you're carrying is part of your story. I know that Teresa is there you can reach out to Teresa she's an incredible person to walk this path with you getting your hands on this study and just following especially the things her um Teresa what's your podcast
0: it's called find hope here find
1: hope here beautiful podcast beautiful stories and there are resources and there are help and there are people to help us walk through these these journeys and these paths we never have to walk alone Mm -hmm. And so many times, I think I've always said isolation is one of the biggest tricks of the enemy to make us feel like we're alone, like no one would understand or, or, you know, that shame that we can't bring that into the light. But that's when the truth comes in. That's when the healing begins. And so if anyone's listening to this and you need someone to reach out to, reach out to Teresa reach out to me, but reach out to Teresa, especially in this area. I know that the desire for heart is not to sell books and do podcasts. It's to reach women, right? right. To, to bring hope and life and share your story so that it can be used to bring others into that place of healing. Teresa, how can people reach out to you if they want to do that?
0: Well, I actually have created a resource guide for your listeners awesome. and it has it has different podcasts. It has books. It has um, hotlines. I mean, it's just—it's just a small resource guide for them. If—if if they're looking for other places, if—if they're, if they're not ready to reach out to me personally or, or talk to me, but they want to read a book or they want to listen to a podcast that would encourage them and help them, there's some guides on there. Um, people can always email me at just Teresa at Teresa whiting.com. They can listen to my podcast. Um, the best thing is if they get on my email list, they'll, they'll get a monthly email from me. I do not spam people cause I don't have time to write I, lots of emails. Yeah. <laughs> There's no so, time to
1: do that. Only people with really big teams of people working for them. They yeah. hire people to write annoying emails every day.
0: <laughs> yeah. We don't I have said that. one a month. One <laughs> yeah. a month. And it it will have resources in there and it'll have, you know, just a bit of encouragement. It'll have links to the latest podcasts or books that I'm reading. So that that's a really mm-hmm. great way. Is if people get on my email list, they'll they'll be able to get whatever they want and they can unsubscribe anytime they want.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So Teresa, before we head into my little wrap-up questions that I usually do, there's a couple other things I do want to circle back to. um, When we talk about your study, is it something that someone can do on their own? Do they need to do it in a group setting with a leader? How does it work?
0: So there's a lot of flexibility with the study. And the way it works is, you know, I mentioned the five days, but at the end of each chapter, there is a QR code and it will lead you to a website, or to my website, to a page with additional resources. So my podcast is actually based nice. on the Bible study. I do three episodes for each lesson. So in the first episode, I do a um, the creative retelling and kind of talk about the themes. In the second episode, I teach through the psalm. And in the third episode, I have a guest interview So every woman, like, let's say I'm talking about the woman at the well, I then have a guest on who kind of relates to her story, which I love because I feel like it really, it just brings it so close to home. Like This is a woman who has walked this road as well. So those will be linked to the study. And then also there will be video teaching. So if you're going through this with a group, you can, you can, watch a video as a group and then discuss the lesson. I just added a leader's guide to the back of the study, just kind of with some suggested questions and suggested formatting. Um, there's also additional resources on my website. Like sometimes I'll put a playlist if that goes with the lesson or other resources. So it's kind of, um, it's a pretty comprehensive study where you're studying yourself so you can do it by yourself. You can do it with a group of friends. I really encourage that. I think there's so much power in building community. And obviously it's a really tender topic. And so you you have to be careful with the people that you're speaking with. I would really encourage that if you do it with a group that you encourage confidentiality that, hey, what we're studying and what we're saying in this group stays in this group. Oh, I also wanted to point out if people are worried about the study being triggering, I I really tried my best not to give any details. Um it's a very gentle handling of these women. It's not, "Hey, let's get into the nitty-gritty of everything that happened." It's yeah. it's a story of what happened, but the study, the focus is on God's heart. It's not it's not meant to replace like therapy or counseling. This is not a group therapy session. It's a Bible study, but there will be opportunity for you potentially to share your story in a safe place. And so, you know, it's kind of a, it's good for individuals, but I I think it would be really powerful to do it with a couple of close trusted friends.
1: Absolutely. And do you feel like a leader who has not themselves personally experienced some of these from that, you know, the sexual brokenness path would still be okay to confidently step into the leadership role of a group like that?
0: Absolutely. Because really th- there's not a ton of like detailed questions. There's really not. It's it's a study of the Bible. So yeah. if you're comfortable leading a Bible study of any kind, I think you'd be totally fine and very comfortable. It's kind of cool. I I just started going through it with A group of women in my church. So we don't have the actual book in hand yet We're I'm kind of printing out pages for them, but (laughs) it was really neat because last week a woman who's in the class said, you know, my story is not sexual brokenness, but she lost a son. And she said, I'm relating to the brokenness of losing a child. And, And this lesson meant so much to me. And so it was so cool to hear how kind of like we said before, it doesn't really matter your story. Yeah, You've walked through something. And so it was, it was just neat for me to hear somebody who is in the class and it's not their story. And yet they're still, God is still teaching them things, which he does. I mean, his yeah. word doesn't return void. So
1: exactly he's going
0: yeah. to teach us things exactly. if we're studying his word.
1: Exactly. Because it, when it all, all boils down to it, regardless of what we personally are walking through, it's his character that makes the difference in every story. And his character doesn't change. And Mm -hmm. through each story, we get more layers. Like the more we study the scripture, the more layers we get of God's character. So the more we know his character in all the ways, the more we can walk confidently in our own story. So it's no matter what we're studying, you know, it's like I always say, like, it's all good. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) The more we learn of him, the more our lives can reflect him. And the more we can walk with that, that peace and that confidence that comes from knowing, who we have believed, right? Mm-hmm. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, you know what? Tell me. Tell me about a retreat. Aren't you doing a retreat coming up?
0: Yes, yes. So this is this is definitely for somebody who has experienced trauma of some kind. It's we originally were gonna do it specifically for sexual trauma, but we've opened it up to trauma of any kind. I'm partnering with two um, therapists and they are licensed. They're both EMDR licensed therapists who have worked with trauma victims for years. And I'm so excited about it. Um, I kind of feel like I'm out of my league, like, Hey, what am I doing here? But um, (laughs) so what we wanted to do was we wanted to bring a retreat. It's not a retreat. It's an intensive, really. It's an intensive. It's four days. It's in Oviedo, Florida in September. It's the weekend. I should know this. I will give you a flyer that you can link with all the info on yes. it, Yes, um, let's do that. but they can reach out to um, my friend, Brenda, who is, she's one of the therapists. And basically it'll be a Thursday to a Sunday in this beautiful, beautiful setting. It's this big Airbnb on a ranch with like horses and a lake. It's like such a, a healing setting. And there will be Um, biblical teaching. So I'll be teaching a lot of biblical principles, but then what I love is they're going to bring in trauma um, principles and they're going to teach both how to work through trauma individually. And then there's going to be group sessions and every person who comes will get a 90 minute one-on-one session with one of the therapists. So it's really, it's really comprehensive. I feel like it's going to be a beautiful time. We're we're limiting it to just 12 people. So it's very small, but I would still check and see, like, I don't know that we're going to fill up in <clears throat> a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I oh, would definitely say- this will be the um,
1: first of many, right?
0: Yes. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. We're thinking this is our first of many.
1: Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. I love this. And it's called
0: Hope Restored Trauma <laughs> Intensive.
1: Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. All right. We will definitely have all of that linked- in the show notes so people can find all of those things and um so let's ask a couple of our finishing up questions that I love to always ask do you have a life verse or a verse that is especially bringing you life right now or did we already share them
0: all <laughs> well well actually i have a i have a verse of the year i'm not a life verse person i just feel like there's too many verses i can't <laughs> pick one for my whole life but um, I pick a new one every year. And this year it's Psalm 127 verses one and two that say, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain that build it. Unless the watchman, uh, um, unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise early, to retire late to rest, for he gives to his beloved sleep. And this is, this is a pretty big year for me as far as building things. Um, mm-hmm. I started a podcast. I'm writing a book and launching that into the world. My kids are like all starting to go out on their own. And so it's it's a big year of quote unquote building, but I, it's such a beautiful reminder to me, like unless God is doing this, like th- forget it. Don't. I, there's no reason for me to open my mouth unless God is behind this mm-hmm. and he's the one that's building it and then the second part of that about it's vain for you to rise early and go to bed late i'm i'm one of those people who's like oh just one more thing just one more thing and then it's 11 and then it's 12 and i'm still up doing all the stuff and sometimes at night, I'll have to remind myself, like he gives to his beloved sleep, like go to sleep, Teresa, God's got this. He, <laughs> yeah. he has all the things. He knows what needs to happen. You can rest. You can rest. I'm still working on that part. Aren't we all? <laughs> because, um, you know, I'm a doer and I and I think it's it's a challenge for me to let him do the work, even though I know- it, and I'm being reminded constantly this year, it's his work anyway. Like, I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we just take those steps of obedience, right? And he, his job to make it all grow, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about... Oh man. All right, so where can people find Oh, wait. Yeah, so So this is funny. Like you and I literally have the same answer for this one. <laughs> A simple mm-hmm. practical way for people to intertwine their walk with the Lord and their everyday stuff and and you wrote the same thing I wrote. Read your bibles people. Yes. <laughs> like,
0: yes, I mean, because really you and I to <laughs> We totally agree on that. Yep. But um, I did think of another really, really practical way for people to keep God's word in front of them. And it's something I've been working on for a few weeks. And last night I was up till like 1130, but <laughs> I finished it. I finally finished it um, was I put together 12 um, screensavers for my phone and each one is a different verse. So that way, if I get tired of it, you know, or you change it once a month and I I just looked up um, before the show how many times a day we pick up our phones. It was was like 122 Mm -hmm. times a day on average. I mean, that's just like insane, insane. I know you don't, and you're so good at that because you've turned off notifications, which is such a smart- (laughs) amazing, brilliant thing to do. And we all need to turn off our notifications. So we're not picking up our phone 122 times a day. Sometimes it's not enough
1: though. (laughs) People are like, "Uh, hello, I'm calling and you're not answering. I know you're there.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. But even if we only pick it up 10 times a day or five Mm -hmm. times a day Mm -hmm. to have a reminder on there, that is God's word, that that's the first thing we see that is, it's a scripture and it'll get in our heads. You know, that when you look at something over and over, I know you've talked about, you know, put a, put a card on your mirror, on your dashboard or somewhere that you're going to see regularly. Mm -hmm. That is just such a super practical way, in my opinion, to, to keep God's word in our mind all through the day.
1: I love that. And how we can use these, these tools, you know, these screens for a really good purpose, like Mm -hmm. let them, you know, Foster your, your walk with the Lord. Find ways to use that technology to incorporate more of his word into your everyday life. There's so many cool, easy ways to do that. I love that. That's a great tip. So where can people get your book?
0: For now, for sure. It'll be on Amazon. And then I'm trying to get it into some bookstores. Perfect. You know, I'm new to this whole book publishing thing. So it's going to be a little bit before I figure all that out. Stay
1: connected. And people keep will,
0: People on my list will be the first to know.
1: Perfect. 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 And what's your website?
0: It's just TeresaWhiting.com.
1: All right. That obviously will be linked as well. Um, So I was going to say, you know, where can people find and connect with you? You kind of like me, we're jumping off the social media bandwagon, right?
0: I am. I am. So don't look for me on Instagram. (laughs) I'm on Facebook, but not active. So I'm not really posting anything there. So the best thing is um, either listening to the podcast, signing up for the email list, visiting my website. You know, those are kind of, where i'm showing up um and i would love i would absolutely love to connect with listeners
1: perfect perfect all right and we will have your free resource guide linked in our show notes as well and all the good ways to connect with teresa teresa thank you so much for doing this
0: thank you jenny i'm so i'm just honored that you'd have me on
1: oh i love you so much you're awesome
0: thank you love you Hey friend, if
1: you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button and then when a new episode comes up, it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, Oh my gosh. If you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? (laughs) But if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's Word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways.